Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, what a joy it is to preach the good news to you. May God bless your ears and heart that you have the hope and peace that we have in Jesus Christ, and that the Lord changes your view of the world, that you see things as He does with the love of His Son, Jesus. If you want to support His mission here in St. James through Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org and donate. Thank you for listening. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In Jesus Christ, amen. A couple years ago, uh, well, it's been a little while now, I still remember this scene. It was Christmas time. It was maybe a week before Christmas, maybe a couple weeks, Advent, December, snow outside up in Cadillac, Michigan, and I was invited to come and, and uh, pray with a family as they surrounded their father who was dying in his house. And um, I walk in and, and there's, uh, which I've seen many times, there's this hospital bed in this beautiful cozy cabin on the lake. And it seems so out of place as hospital beds do when they're placed in homes, and you might know what that feels like. And this frail uh, old man was there, and the smells of the hospital and medicine and, and, and flesh, to be honest, and urine, to be honest, mixed with the smells of the house of Christmas candles and mixed with the sights of a decorated house and poinsettias, and then there was this tree, this beautiful Christmas tree with an angel on top. And it just seems so, so clashing to have death, deep sadness, tears, and then this green, evergreen tree and lights and a happy angel. And for a moment, I thought this must be the most difficult time to have Christmas, right? It's going to ruin Christmas for this family. But then, you know, when you think about it, this is actually what Christmas is all about. Because this family for years loved Christmas, like we love it, and all its decorations and its colors and joys. But now they needed Christmas. And they needed to hear what that angel said so long ago, uh, you know, goodwill toward men, glory to God in the highest, a Savior has been born. They needed the Christmas message, which is not just kids getting presents at a tree, but it's about life and death. It's about resurrection. It's about the forgiveness of sins. It's about the cure for death. They needed Christmas more than ever. Do you need Christmas this year. We all, I think many people love Christmas, but this year, with all that's going on, I hope you realize that need for Christmas and you see it fulfilled in Jesus. The uh, people cried out when Jesus came 
the triumphal entry, as we call it, on Easter time, we call it Palm Sunday, right? And then Advent comes and we read the same scripture. We call it the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. The people cried out this, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming reign of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And it sounds again like this Christmas message, doesn't it? The angels sang this when Jesus was born. And it sounds happy and, and you know, and it, it sounds calm as we read it, you know. But what were they saying? They weren't simply greeting Jesus in a polite fashion. They were saying, save us. We need a king, a new king. That's what Hosanna means. It's not just, you know, hey, things are great. How you doing, Jesus? It's save us, Jesus. They needed Christmas like this family did. They needed hope. They needed peace. They needed joy. They needed salvation as Christ approached them. And it was no small thing what Jesus was doing, as we read earlier today. As he enters Jerusalem, he has this cult uh, prepared. He tells his disciples, go get it. It's very specific. And bring it. That's how I'm going to enter the city. And as they stood up there on Mount Olives, which is sort of um, a, a hill, Mount Olives, and he's going to come down in the Kidron Valley and he's going to enter in Jerusalem, the people that saw Jesus do it knew exactly what he was doing as he got on this colt, as he sat on it, as they put clothes on top of it, they began to throw their clothes down to make this red carpet, right? That's what you do today with celebrities or royalty. You put down the red carpet, right? Um, you're not going to have people just walk on normal roads. That's what you're doing. They're saying, you are awesome. You are king. They're declaring something huge because when they see Jesus on this colt coming in from Mount Olives, they remember another son who entered to be king, the son of David, Solomon, coming in in the same way to claim his kingship of Israel against a false king, actually. And the same for Jesus. When they saw him coming, they weren't joking around. And what Jesus was doing was a coup. There was a coup afoot. A new king had come to town. And this time, unlike other times before, you know, when Jesus does something amazing, and then he tells people, don't tell anybody. You'll notice this in, in Mark and Matthew in the, in the Gospels. But now when they say, you're king, he doesn't tell them to be quiet. I mean, so it's pretty radical. It's as if he's going to Washington, D.C., and going to the White House and basically saying, I'm the president, and I won't go down that road of our challenges today. That's what Jesus is doing. It's radical. And the people were saying it, and they were saying, save us, because they needed a new king. I mean, first of all, probably tired of Rome being in charge of the holy city of Jerusalem of Israel. That must be frustrating. Sure, they're under a foreign power, but also probably tired of being under the thumb of the chief priests, etc., and the religious authorities. But more than that, perhaps they are saying we need a new king, a new ruler of the world, because they're tired of living in a world that's ran by death, that's ran by sin, that suffers pandemics, 
that suffers confusion and anger and hatred and wars and rumors of wars. Lord, we need another king. Save us. Oh. And when they saw Jesus, the miracle worker coming, what a perfect candidate. So they call him son of David. That's revolutionary because what they're saying is you are the promised one that's supposed to come because David was giving a, given a promise. In 2 Samuel, God actually told David, you're going to have a son who's going to reign forever. And I'm going to build my house and it's going to last forever. And so from then on, people assumed a son of David would reign and then some Messiah is going to come. And now here's Jesus. (laughs) Do you need... Jesus to reign today. Lord, save us. (laughs) Save us from the politics of America, from the division, and save us from our own sins. We are the cause of our own division. We are the cause of our own death. We're the cause of our own pandemic. Lord, save us. This Christmas... Do you feel what these people are crying out to Jesus? They see him on the Mount of Olives descending into their city. Do you feel that this Christmas? As you look to Christmas, Lord, we need this Christmas, this Savior. I need forgiveness. I need rescue. I need hope. There were some that weren't so happy Jesus was on that cult coming into Jerusalem and going to become king. (laughs) There were some that uh, really didn't want him to be king. In fact, they uh, chewed Jesus out when they heard the people crying out, uh, you know, Hosanna, son of David. And they said, you need to tone that down. You need to calm them down. You need to tell them to be quiet, right? Because it's radical. It's going to start a revolution. It's going to bring Rome in. And we don't want to deal with that mess. And really, you're not some king. They didn't want Jesus because they didn't think they needed salvation. For some crazy reason, they thought everything was just fine in their own personal lives, as if they weren't sinners, right? That's, they're the Pharisees and the chief priests. We see Jesus conflict with them all the time. And their number one problem was they didn't get Jesus because they didn't think they needed Jesus. They thought they were righteous on the outside, good enough. And for some ridiculous reason, they didn't see that they were dying. They didn't see the mess they made of their lives. They didn't recognize this world's broken and busted. Isn't that crazy? They didn't need Christmas because everything was fine with them. I think we can get like that sometimes. When you think you're all that, I think America right now suffers a a, a despair of of self-righteousness. Everyone is righteous. Everybody else isn't righteous, but I'm righteous. I'm good. But also, I think for a long time, I think we were starting to think that, uh, you know, with enough technology and, and our democracy, et cetera, I mean, this is going to last forever. We, we, we can solve our own problems. We can fix it. In fact, I think people actually think we could fix death itself with just the right app, medical breakthrough. Eventually, we can be our own saviors. And, you know, we've done quite a lot so far. I mean, I can watch TV 24 hours a day. <laughs> I think there's a comfortability 
like those Pharisees and chief priests that looked at Jesus coming as king and they didn't have that Hosanna on their lips. Oh, it's nice. They didn't need Jesus. We can fall into that too. And for that, a pandemic can help us a little bit, can it? You ain't all that. You are not immortal. And you're not actually very good at fixing your own problems. If you had hope in mankind, I hope you've lost it by now. I'm not saying there are temporary good things, and I'm not saying you should not aspire to be good. But ultimately, we... (laughs) I hope we're not our own saviors. That day will never come. We need Jesus more than ever. And our sin... If you don't get that... No matter how hard you try, you do dumb things. We hurt people. We need a new king because we stink at being king. If you don't believe that after this past year in America, you're crazy. Friends, I know many of you always have loved Christmas. But man, we need it this year, don't we? We need that story, that true story of what has happened. Because my friends, what has happened is that Jesus did come. He descended through the Kidron Valley. He entered Jerusalem as king, as they praised him indeed. And then what happened next was not by accident. And it was not a mistake. He was arrested and he was put on that cross. And he, on that cross, had a sign put above him. And what did it say? Jesus king of the Jews. Because that is where he received his crown. When the king died for you, for my friend in that hospital bed, for me, for sinners, for those people that cried out, save us. They had no clue what they were asking for. They just thought they're just looking for a great, awesome, temporary king. He came to be an eternal and eternal king. And that king laid down his life for his people, especially the people didn't want to do it in the first place. They didn't think they were sinners. He died for all, for you and for me. And he has won your love. He's won us over into the kingdom through an incredible act of grace and mercy and absolute selfless love for us. He has bought and paid for you, his citizens. He brought you into this kingdom way back then. And he rose three days later. Christ is what we need. Christ is what we have. He has died and risen for us. Merry Christmas. This year, may we go from loving Christmas to needing Christmas. And when we go from adoring this little babe in the manger and the manger scene to seeing a savior and to seeing an antidote to death and to sin and to seeing hope that's been born, that is alive today and that we will see face to face one day in glory when we enjoy those Christmas feasts with our loved ones around us without fear of a pandemic or even death itself, forever. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
He has come. He has saved us. And he is saving us. God is with us. In Jesus' name.